Hey guys, we got a new episode of Bull for you, Bedside Manor, up right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV super fan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, After Buzzers. Welcome to our little country thing we got going on here. Howdy, guys. <laughs> I, I, I love our Kenny Chesney pick. Nadine bringing it to you. Um... It's been a couple of weeks. It's nice to see you guys. Yeah. We've been missing you. We've yeah. been missing this whole thing. Yeah, I missed you. Welcome, welcome. Even though you're in the same city, we don't see each other I except know. for you're here. I know. But, I'm sorry. I don't know. We'll it's change it. I promise. Yeah. We'll change it. All right. Let's do that. But uh, again, thanks for uh, joining us this uh, this evening or wherever you're watching it. Uh, we got a new episode of Bull uh, after a two-week hiatus. We're mm-hmm. back. Bedside Manor, and we're excited. Yeah. Uh, Nadine. Tell the folks where they can find you on social media. Yeah, hey guys, Nadine Dallapella here. You can find me everywhere at Nadine DP and the number three. And what about you? I am Kevin Ellis, yeah. and you can find me on Twitter at Kevin Ellis25. Actually, you can find me on Twitter at the Kevin Ellis. Ooh. Or on Instagram at Kevin Ellis25. Don't forget the in case all the other Kevin yeah, Ellis's, the, you know, it's really want to take that spotlight. But okay. the 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 sounds like the Ohio State. Thank you. You know, like that's football when they that. do that. Yeah. Because I feel like it sounds weird. It's the Kevin Ellis. It's yeah. Just, You're oh. just trying to be a university. I understand. Okay. And you want people to play football that's for just, you. I was trying to that's figure out why I said it for the longest that's time. Literally, what you're trying. It's great. I love it. I'm going back to those Sunday night football. <laughs> when Wonderful. The Ohio State. Yeah, now we're going to talk about the bull. <laughs> that we are. Yeah. Jason Bull. Jason Bull. Mr. Michael Weatherly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about us uh, doing a medical episode? This is the first one that we've done. Yeah, well, I was binge-watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy, so, you know, it's, it's great to see another OR and different doctors working hey. in there. But, um, no, I really like this episode. I did. It's I, what we kind of talked about before, too. It's a little... It's harder when we do medical-type shows because it's... They talk very fast about stuff that I have no idea what they're talking about. You oh, know, good. I want it simple. So it's very hard for us now to kind of, you know, discuss it. But I really did like um, seeing them. They immediately start off with this robot Atticus. And um, it's just interesting just seeing it play out the whole thing, like how much technology and robotics that we're now incorporating and how the good and the bad. So it kind of freaks me out a little bit. A little bit because we have this huge reliance mm-hmm. on technology and it's getting to that point where is robotics error going to surpass any potential human error? I mean, we think that, oh, everything's fine and dandy because there's this element of human error where we are prone to mistakes and we leave all of this uh, trust in these robots, machines, uh, to do all the work for us. But what happens when they screw up? Exactly. And that's why I'm still, I mean, to go off off topic a little bit, the cars that drive themselves. Oh, God, I know. That's even, you know, this is kind of on the same level. Atticus that we're talking about throughout the show and, and a self-driving car, it's, it's any little mistake can be fatal. I know. And uh, luckily, though, with the the robot here, at least there is a human on hand to help fix the mistake. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, driving a car may be different. So you are almost putting your life in your own car's hands. Seriously. I don't know how we're going to get to that point. I know it's on the verge of happening. They're already doing it in some cities. It's crazy. So anyway, but. but... Uh, Yeah, so we started off, and there were two things that I picked up on. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys did. I don't know if you did. Yeah. But. The eerie nurse at the beginning, I thought that might have played a role because she was just 
the, we don't see her face. It's just something out of, uh, I was thinking Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, where they have the clowns with the face masks. <laughs> they're just amazing. <laughs> and she's just talking, and, and she's kind of like, yes, you're going to be okay, and she's got these big bug eyes. I'm like, okay, is she going to play a role? But then when Atticus was mentioned, mm-hmm. there was just that, why are you naming the name of this robot if it's not going to become a bigger plot point later on? So mm-hmm. that's where my mind was at. I was already looking forward to mm-hmm. that being a reveal. Yeah, well, I'm already starting to realize with this show, um, even though I can't figure it out in the beginning every time, <laughs> it's everything you see in that first opening scene is your answer, kind of. Truly. It really is kind of your answer. And yeah. this one, I thought, I don't know what I thought. I thought this was going to be the case where um, where they lost. Ah. I thought that he was actually going to get sued for malpractice. And I was going to be, this is going to be the winner. And, of course, keep Bull's going to win everything, which I love. Okay. But, you know, I thought this was going to be the one. So We keep saying it's yeah. going to happen, and soon enough, it will, I have to assume. Yeah. So we're introduced to our uh, our defendant of this episode, Dr. Terrence Robeson, mm-hmm. who was the first in his class at Harvard University. And with going without saying, this guy is a douche. Yeah, very, is, very much so. He's just one of those guys that if you see him, if you have him as your doctor, you're saying he does not have a good bi- a bedside manner and I would probably not go back to him. Yeah, I, th- I thought you just said he doesn't have a good butt. That's <laughs> what I thought you were saying. And I was like, fuck, God, please say it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you shouldn't go back to him. Your doctors have a good butt. I'm glad you that wasn't okay. I'm going to put that in your ballpark, and I'll, be, I'll let you be the judge of that one. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was but, funny. So Marissa yeah. used to date him. She would be more more likely to know what his butt looks like. What his butt looks like, exactly. And that's what I, I kind of liked about this episode was that we saw a lot of more personal stuff come out. We yeah. learned more about Marissa. We saw, you know, a funny little thing with Cable later on mm-hmm. and they're sneaking into the hospital. So I really love that we're getting to know the characters more. That's what I've been wanting and thank you both for giving it to me. It is necessary because we are it. left with a procedural mm-hmm. where every episode there's a new case. We don't get that character development along the way. So mm-hmm. it's, as you said, nice to get that. Yeah. Uh, in... As you're looking at Terrence at the beginning of this episode, would you would you want to defend this guy? I know that our past individuals, we had that the kid in the pilot episode who was the son of a billionaire. We really didn't yeah. have him. We we didn't. We're not endeared to him. This guy, he's again one of those people where all right, do we want to defend him? But he's got that tie to Marissa. Mm-hmm. If you are Marissa. And you know that he is like this. Do you really want to put your own uh, reputation on the line in front of your colleagues to defend this guy? Well, I think it's kind of what we saw later on is that she knows the inner workings of him. She knows how compassionate, how nice he is. His exterior is hard and he Mm -hmm. doesn't have good social skills. And she still has love for him. So, yeah, of course. And that's why she she was very much so prepping Bull and everyone for what he would be like. And she's like, look, I told you, but I love this guy. And they're obviously going to take it on for him or for her. But I don't know if Bull would really take it on maybe he would because bull likes a challenge so regardless if there's a tie to marissa or not True. um but my whole thing is if you're going in there asking for help for basically to save your life kind of in a sense why do you got to be a jerk like that to the people who know what they're doing you know and it's it just baffles me because that's just not who i am but i guess i agree he doesn't have people skills so that's what we've learned it's that egotism where you feel like you get to a point where you know everything of your own craft and so it probably spills out into your social mm-hmm. life where you feel like you know everything around you because you are you have mastered your own craft yeah. and 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 god somebody better know that you can do that because yeah. it's a skill that nobody else possesses yeah exactly 
Well, poor Erica, uh, Erica, who is the individual who is going up against uh, Terrence, she had a emergency hysterectomy, and so she is left without the ability to have children in the future, which is absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And you would probably, if you were in that situation and you had that bedside manner come at you, you'd probably want to get back at the surgeon as well. Oh, yeah. So would you? I mean, do you blame yeah. her? No, I don't. I don't blame her at all. Yeah. If I was in her shoes, of course, you know. And and you do it also. I think they showed the whole episode too. He doesn't have this compassion, his people person skills, but most people want that. Most people need that. And when they don't get that, they're going to get defensive on their own. And I bet you if he was a little bit more compassionate about it, there mm-hmm. would be no malpractice lawsuit. Right. But just how he handled the situation, he looked guilty. Mm-hmm. He looked very guilty that he messed up. He did something wrong. So she's like, what the heck? Now you look guilty. You are guilty. I'm going to get something out of this if I can't have kids. Exactly. You feel like there's a point in time where, okay, it's just a simple act it's i you know i'm sorry Mm -hmm. this is all i could do for you but that simple interaction sometimes goes unnoticed i don't don't know yeah i mean it's hard with people who have different and and i i feel for that people who aren't social you and i we can talk to people we have compassion but some people aren't programmed like that Mm -hmm. and some people are very just books and and kind of haven't really learned you know the the street life of talking to people in a sense so it's i don't know you have to feel for him in that way too which i finally did at the end I, I, I would agree with you. They brought on Liberty, who mm-hmm. we saw in our first pilot episode. Love her. I know. I was. I was. I knew that you were going to love her addition to this episode. Um, I, did you expect bringing in a character that we saw in our first episode? No, that's rare. I, that's I really didn't, rare. And I kind of. I loved it. It showed how much of like, she's impacted everyone because it's you root for the underdog in that case, and in this case, she is literally the exact opposite than Robeson. True. The polar opposite. So, and we wouldn't have known that if they just had brought. I thought they were just going to bring in another woman, and then they were going to be like, "Oh, like we had dated, and she's whatever, like a new character." But the only way for us to really connect is, you know, to see her when she was fumbling before. She was the <laughs> assistant, and then she finally rose to the occasion. She was I a lot more so, confident. Just I get right so happy. <laughs> so happy talking about her. Good, go, girl. Uh, good memories. Good go memories. Go, girl. So Bull this time round went without any sort of backup because he was unable to bring his telephone into the jury uh deliberation mm-hmm. room or not the, the, the courtroom the courtroom the courtroom we'll call it the courtroom yeah <laughs> the formality yeah <laughs> but they want some pragmatic jurors mm-hmm. they want individuals who are going to be a little bit more brash and you know not very compromising very arrogant individuals do you think that's a very good jury pool if if there is a some kind of if all of if, if the answers aren't Mm-hmm. brought to them in the courtroom and they go off into the jury deliberation room. We were getting there eventually. There you go, that room. <laughs> that room. That room's that we're chatting about. you get into that room yeah. and you've got all of these huge egos, it's going to be the one who has the highest ego, you would think, that has their opinion trump the others. Mm-hmm. Would you not? I mean, is that dangerous? I don't think that's dangerous. And I think what they kind of realized was a sex therapist was the one who was kind of going to, you know, be that leader. Um, I think I want to go back and count how many times they use the word jerk in this episode because it was used a lot. And I haven't heard the word jerk. You could probably make a drinking game out of it. Right? It's such like a so outdated word. Like, ah, you're a jerk. It's like (laughs) society has developed a lot more like offensive words. And I get this is network television. You can't really use other ones. So jerk is proper for this. But yeah, getting all those jerks on on the same panel I think I think it was smart and I think it was necessary because you can't take someone like Liberty 
and really get her to understand why Dr. Robeson is his is the way he is. Because mm-hmm. they're so polar opposite. It'd be like me trying to really understand him. I, I couldn't really. Yeah. But if you get someone who understands him and is, is him, then it makes it a lot easier. If you put a person who is very you know, soft-spoken, mm-hmm. who is easily, uh, who takes offense to people like that, yeah. he stands no chance whatsoever. So, yes, they went the proper route, um, but that was yeah. my only thought going in. It's like, all right, if Bull doesn't do his job, this could be the case that they do lose they because do. Yeah. Uh, that would be the situation. But the Greek god the analogy. Greek gods, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. But Aphrodite taking control, that, uh, I guess... I guess that works. Aphrodite. I don't know, I don't know my Greek, my Greek gods. And I love that they well. called it her Aphrodite too. It just yeah. works perfectly. They kept um, on coming up with the uh, mm-hmm. the sex puns, which is amazing. Puns. It was it was hilarious. It's great. The writing of this episode was it was extremely well done. I really loved it. And yeah, so they then the whole god thing comes from because they're all gods in each of the professions right. that they have chosen. Right. And Bull just loves going like, oh, where do you go to Mount Olympus? <laughs> like he's just constant, <laughs> constant after the other. Good job, Bull. Yeah, and, okay, so Robeson, it turns out, might have covered up the surgery. At least they were theorizing that initially because he had saved Erica's life three times, mm-hmm. which is impressive in one surgery, um, that there were so many errors along the way. But at first, it looked like it was the other individuals that were a part of his team that were screwing up. Mm-hmm. You had the anesthesiologist and you had the nurse. Let's theorize the fact that, okay, these two individuals were in that situation where they screwed up. And you are Dr. Robeson. Do you, do you at some point, knowing that you are up for medical malpractice, do you throw them under the bus? I mean, I was expecting, it, when we did not know that it was up to mm-hmm. Atticus, that was the actual culprit, you know, it seemed like, okay, well, yes, they have their strengths, but they did, they were the errors along the way. Mm-hmm. You would think. Yes, and I mean, I think that he would throw them under the bus if they really did do something wrong, and he mm-hmm. proved that they really didn't, that they there were mistakes, they were problem solvers. but they solved the problem. And he really, um, he settles for, because he can't have flawless, he settles for predictable. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a brilliant way to think about things, for things that are going to be out of your control, such as surgery. Nothing is going to be 100% certain, so if you look at it in that mentality, I think he's kind of brilliant for bringing them along, and I think he's brilliant for not throwing them under the bus because they really didn't do anything wrong, you know? And they actually saved her life. The woman didn't die. No. You know? I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, she can't have kids, but she's alive. And she could have died three times on the table. And Mm -hmm. no one's kind of taking that into consideration because of how cold he is, which is really sad. And it was fascinating when he did go up on the stand at the end of the episode, you saw all of the things that were coming to mind in just the first 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Just the tissue being too tough, her uh, her heart rate was increasing, all of these different factors were playing a role in his analysis of the situation and all of the skills, education that he brought to the table. Nobody else could do his job. Mm-hmm. And it says something to yeah. not only his intelligence, but, you know, his character under pressure. Yeah. So, and, and you look at the and it's I loved kind of the way that they showed how a surgeon thinks and how a surgeon is, too. Because you don't like, yes, we know they're brilliant, we know they're smart, but for him, when he was on the stand and he described the first 10 seconds of what's going on in his brain about looking at her blood pressure and the oxygen levels and look at this, and that's the first 10 seconds, and it's like, oh my goodness, like what that must feel like to have the pressure of another human's life on your shoulders. Right. Woo! 
Oh, baby, a, I'm glad I'm not a doctor. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it definitely gave me a greater appreci- right? uh, appreciation. Because you don't think about the little things. You no. think it is step A, step B, very yeah. cookie cutter. You go in for a surgery, you know what's going to happen. But it is those other things because so the body is so complex. No one's the same. No two people are the same. And you can have a medical, you can yeah. have an allergy to the anesthesia that yeah. goes in you. And as I think that even happened, yeah. she was having a reaction and had to uh, have an additional drug or two, uh, drug cocktail put in her just to save her, her yeah. own life. And it's crazy because he was having to do everyone else's job too yeah. on top of his own, you know, and it's just... In that moment. So, yeah. So, yay for surgeons and doctors. Thank you very much. And you understand more why they have a controlling personality or a larger ego because they almost have to because you have to be in that mindset of you must know everything. You have to be a master of your craft. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's your operating room. Exactly. Well, Dr. Talbertson was put on the stand, and he was a colleague of uh, Terry and a very inferior colleague, and Liberty just destroyed him during his cross-examination, which was fantastic. Um, But Dionysus was uh, one of the jurors, and it looked like he was not really caring very much yeah. about his uh, about the jury deliberation or not the jury. I keep on saying jury, jury deliberation. deliberation today. You just oh, want to be a part of a jury deliberation. <laughs> oh God, no! I, I, oh, I got a, uh, a letter in the mail from uh, from Wisconsin, and I, oh uh, no way! But uh, that was that was a couple months ago. You and just ignored it? No, no, no. I had to, I had to actually oh, okay. mail on in and say, I'm in California now. Put. Oh, and they were fine with that? Didn't have to deal with it. Oh, good. I, I was like, are they, you going to have to go back? Oh, that would be a nightmare. That'd be horrible. Yeah. To go serve for, you know. Have you been called the, yet? No, I I'm going to knock be now. I'm going to be there's no wood here. <laughs> there's no wood to knock on. <laughs> yes, I'm going to have to. Well, this is like something, you know, kind mm-hmm. of wood. Cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it looks like wood. Um, yeah, and I think that just going to the jury, I, the fact that I didn't really touch upon this, um, yeah. when you said he wasn't allowed to bring his phone in, mm. it really kind of shows how critical and how important it is that he has the team on the line kind of at all times. Like, yes, he's very good and he's masterful at, at being able to read on his own, but I think now he really does rely on his team so much and with all the technology, I mean, why wouldn't you? Because the fact that he's like, oh, I'm confident I got this, and then he immediately calls them and has to do a little, you know... How, did he have two phones on him? How did he get the phone in? I thought they had to leave it. I think he had to leave it outside of the courtroom itself. Uh, With who, though? Security. You know, like... Yeah, so, uh, he had, so he had another phone, though. No, maybe. You know, uh, like, I don't know. He was very sneaky. Logistics. Yeah, you're not. He is we're not going to do this tonight. That's not <laughs> something we're going to come and decide. We're not doing that tonight. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. That was hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, no, valid. No, we do not need to discuss this. <laughs> I mean, please, by all means, if you have a theory. No, I loved it. That was beautiful. You're taking charge. <laughs> this is your surgery room. I do not um, want to be compared to Terry OR tonight. This is your OR room. Um, yeah, so anyway, I just think that that was just, because I loved just seeing the characters, how they all intertwine together. So I think that was just brilliant that he actually does need them and he needs their input at all times. So And as you mentioned, a reliance on technology being yeah. shown again just by our own protagonists. Mm-hmm. It's and we've mentioned this in past episodes how the whole switchboard that they have for all of the information of all of the jurors is just ridiculous. And the fact that they have all of that uh, plugged on in beforehand 
how do you compete against that if you have that on your side? Mm-hmm. How does Terry lose? Yeah, exactly. Well, so. that's why no one has lost yet. <laughs> I think that answers our whole thing. It's going to be a computer glitch that actually ruins Bull. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. See, now you're thinking. Mm. Hopefully not. We love Bull. Yeah, yeah we do. Um, so, okay, so Dionysus. Turns out he was actually bought out by the company that produces and manufactures Atticus. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to lose the case because Terry is their biggest, uh, he's their biggest uh, tool. He's, he's the face for, of it. Yeah, he's the face of the company. So uh, what, do you, what do you think about Bull actually getting involved, though? Crossing the line and actually talking to a juror and getting involved. Well, I thought it was very interesting because he was on, he's a good player. He's for us. He's mm-hmm. for Bull's side, kind of. But Bull just wanted it to be, he wants full control. And that's how you see Bull's personality is like every other A-type personality, is that this, he wants full control. These are his jurors. Yeah. Even if one of them is on his side, he didn't know about it, that's it. He can't handle it because he right. wants to win on his own terms. And I think that there was some strategy to it, too, because they could not find that one juror who was going to take control of the jury pool, mm-hmm. and they found that with Aphrodite yep. once he left. Yep. I wonder, I mean, they had to have known that she was the first one up. Oh, yeah, they know who the alternates okay. are. Yeah, I mean, they know so, what she ate for breakfast, even, so they know what place she is in the lineup. It was toast with peanut butter, just to let you know. <laughs> just in case people are curious. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, he was bribed off. He got a Mercedes. He bought a Mercedes. He's going to St. Bart's. And he bought a $200 bottle of scotch just within like a day, basically. I mean, you know that drug companies have a ton of money or just medical uh, you know, manufacturers. Oh, but my God. I mean, is it that worth it? Is uh, winning this case that worth it? I guess so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they're doing 30 extra surgeries than any other hospital using yeah. this tool. You know how much money is one surgery times 30? I don't know the math, but I'm just going to throw out the numbers, and we can all guess. Let's let's theorize. Let's not you know, discuss we, we logistics threw, on it. We threw away... <laughs> I will take credit <laughs> for throwing away the uh, our logistics in the jury room. Uh, anywho. So they hack into Atticus. They hack into Atticus. We're just moving on. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Uh, remind me, who is who, your, mm-hmm. uh, your love on this show? The... Um, the girl who... Oh, uh, Liberty. No, no, no. The, oh. uh, the hacker. Uh, the hacker. Uh, I, I'm, I'm putting um, a spot and I nope, can't I have Cable. 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 I was thinking Liberty. I was like, I have a new love. Liberty. <laughs> so how many loves Our do I have? Our series regular. Our series regular. Cable. Uh, so yeah, Cable goes on in and uh, begins hacking into Atticus and... Well, first she's just trying to she's trying to be cool and hip and come up with all these like code names as a as a spy would. I thought it was as a spy would. I thought it was fun to actually have that, but um, it's just drawing out time. <laughs> so <laughs> trying out. It was great. No, I loved the little interaction with them too and stuff. It was great. And I I wish that they brought. Um, I feel like they uh, they each have their own role, mm-hmm. but it's always so short in the show. Yeah, I know. Like, we still had that. Um, we we still had our stylist mm-hmm. have his has have his little scene mm-hmm. at the beginning, though he didn't play a prominent role. Um, typically, he does. Mm-hmm. Typically, he solves something. Or he did though a little with the music. He was like, "What relaxes you?" And then he was wearing the hip hop headphones. True. In. So he did one little thing to relax him at least. He contributed. Mm-hmm. I guess I was just saying that he always finds something out in that interaction that Bull couldn't find out. Gotcha. It's like he has this. 
this other sense that bull doesn't. Yeah. It's rare yeah. Uh, that bull can be, uh, that somebody can outwit him or figure out something he can't. But yeah, it seems like he always does that. Uh, yeah. Trunk? Trunk. Trunk. There you What's go. What's his name? <laughs> As you're talking, you're thinking. I'm See, we're thinking about what his name is the whole time. Uh, so what was I going to go with that? So Cable was hacking into Atticus. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want her to have her own show. Can we throw that out there? <laughs> she's brilliant. She's funny. She made this pitch She's before. a millennial like me. We can get along. She can do all the hacking. I can do the laughing. It'll be great. It's a great pair. Hacking well, and laughing. We'll get one of the writers on here. We'll make the pitch. Okay, there we go. Uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, Liberty and Dr. Greyridge, then. Um, mm-hmm. This is probably the best part of the episode, in my opinion. They bring out Atticus onto the courtroom floor, and it's it's menacing. It's a, How did they even bring that into the courtroom to it's, begin with, or why was it allowed? It's huge. So there's only one Atticus, correct? Uh, uh, I, or are I there multiple? I would assume that there are multiple, and right? he's just the only person. He's the only person that actually uses it. Or the top dog. The top dog. Okay. So I was just making sure this is the exact one from the hospital, but it must be the exact one from the hospital. Yeah. Um, Or just the the model. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Uh, Either way, it's badass what Liberty pulls. Because... They bring out this the whole thing, and they has it has a knife attached to the end, mm-hmm. and they fool Doctor Greyridge into agreeing to doing this little knife thing, before they reveal that they are going to use the old software that was used during the time yeah. of Terry's surgery. This little knife thing. Have really. you ever played the game where you just even I trying to do it with this? It's like I'm already tapping the sides of my fingers. Have you ever tried it with a knife? I I actually did it to somebody else, but mm-hmm. I have not done it for myself. I've done both ways. Really. After a little liquor was involved, <laughs> luckily I have five fingers Oh my god. Left. I did get nicked a little once. I was like, okay, I think it's time to stop, guys. It's time you to stop. That wasn't like a butcher knife. Okay. It was well, a... Well, it's a knife. Yeah, it was a... It's gonna slice. It, was slice a, it wasn't a butter knife and it wasn't a butcher knife. We'll just throw that out there. So, uh, yeah, don't try this at home, kids. I've done the dart against Please the dartboard, but... What do you mean the dart against the I mean, dartboard? I've thrown your... darts against dartboards, too. You stick your hand up against the dartboard, <gasps> and then somebody shoots. Oh, no, that sounds brilliant. I want to try <laughs> that now. Have done that? No. I mean, I can't believe you've done the knife I mean, game. don't try it, everyone. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. But... You kids at home. Mm, yeah. All the kids watching All these this. kids watching our bull after show. Instead of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, well, I but... you know how that goes. I'm going to film it. Oh God, we should. We, could we, we should do this. Set up a dartboard here. See if they'll allow us. I don't think that will be allowed. We should do both. Yeah. <laughs> the knife is gonna be easier, though. I do. I, I do have a dartboard. Let's see if we can get a bullseye for bull. That was good. Ding. That was good. High five. Did I get a high five? You get it. Thank you. So, they must convince Aphrodite that uh, that. Oh, they must convince Aphrodite that Terry can't fix everything because, according to one of her website blogs. She appreciates a man who knows and realizes that he cannot fix everything. Mm-hmm. So that is their game plan as they go on into the uh, the uh, what's the as they go into the final the final and they go into the counter examination examination yeah cross examination cross examination <laughs> cross examination yeah she cross examination yeah they have to prove that Terry is Terry the endearing. Not Terry yes. the jerk. Terry the man who can win a woman's heart and, mm-hmm. and 
Cut her open the right way. Yeah, just like any woman wants. Uh, yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, it was great, though. Whatever. It was kind of brilliant. It okay. was. <laughs> So, so Terrence ends up going on the stand, and he's really aggressive, but he was on point. As we mm-hmm. pointed out, he was pointing out that, yes, I have all of these things that I have to take into consideration, and if I fail, I am going to probably not have the best way of consoling that mm-hmm. individual. And, I mean, did you take away that from his uh, final pitch that he convinced the jury that he was not at fault. Yeah, I mean, I I, I completely uh, felt empathy and emotions towards what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And kind of what I discussed before of how these these surgeons that just, they're very book smart, but they don't know, they don't have the social skills. You know, a lot of people that are just super talented, super brilliant, are just not not good with people. You look at any of these geniuses kind of in today's society or these artists that are very creative, they're just sometimes they're we call them weird or we call them yeah. eccentric or it's just they don't have these communication people skills that you know everyone wants to see like normal people do but that's why they're also not normal they have this rare gift so that's what you know um, so yeah I, I definitely felt that completely and especially after Erica had gone on the stand and got all the tears from everyone and mm. you know the sympathy card I need I want to have kids etc it was nice to that he was able to actually get emotion out of everyone after that. What did you make of his self-realization and reveal on the stand that he did not know how to tell Marissa that he loved her? Yeah, I think that this was great. I think it was a great little therapy session for him. I love that he went into the episode kind of making fun of Bull, that Bull, oh, you're not a real doctor, you're just a psychologist. And then that kind of led into, tied into the end where Bull actually worked on him and Bull actually was able to get him to under, and the team itself, understand who he is and his emotions. And I think right there was kind of the last explosion of that with him actually making this more personal to his own life and not just this case and that he apologized kind of. It was a good full, mm-hmm. full circle. Great. And a good way of bringing that together. Thank you. Like a bullseye. I love it. Nadine really (laughs) knows what's up here. Um, So, though, at the end, I was a little surprised that there was no uh, interaction between Terry and Marissa. I thought maybe, Mm -hmm. okay, they were going to have a little, um, I mean, like a reuniting when they were doing their little uh, drink celebration at the end. But it was more just between Bull and Marissa. Yeah, and I think it's because Marissa Marissa knows that that's over. That he's not, like Bull said too, that he's he can't give her what she wants. Mm-hmm. And he knows that, and that's why he's also stayed away, because he doesn't have these emotions that she craves and desires. And for a second when her and Bull were chatting, I thought that she was going to say they were dating and we were going to finally get an answer. I was a little worried for a second. I was like, she's like, but with you, I was like, whoa, 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 (laughs) how are we this far into this season and we don't know this? We've always thought that they had something and finally they say that they're just platonic love and platonic friends. Um, I've never really seen it. I know... You and Olivia have talked about it, yeah. but I have not We're seen We're girls, you have the girl mind. Maybe, maybe, but I just haven't seen that connection between yeah. the two of them so far. Yeah. Um, but yes, I guess yeah. platonic. So at least we got our answer with that. And True. I think I also loved that yes, we're seeing so much emotion from these characters. I love it. Because Marissa, we also find out she's adopted. I know. And it was a nice reveal, oh, you know. too, because it was oh, yeah. very heartfelt. And it actually wasn't just a throw-in. It was something that, you know, is very sincere. Mm-hmm. I comforted her in the, you know, in that moment because, you know, having a hysterectomy, a huge loss, especially when you really want to have a child. Um, so I think that it was a good way of bringing that full circle as well. Yeah, because I thought when, when Bull left and that Marissa was just left there talking to Erica, I thought that Marissa was going to be like the extra, like, hey, yeah, we can take your case on, mm-hmm. kind of going piggybacking off of what Bull said. 
but she literally just talked as on a personal level, had nothing to do with work, nothing to do with getting this job, and that was it, and left. So that was just great to show her empathy and just, she cares. And that's, that was a, be- was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful night. It was a beautiful thing. I love this episode yeah, so it was much. A, it was a good one. Overall. Liberty was here. Cable had fun. We found out they're platonic. <laughs> My night is made. I can go to sleep. I'm but happy. I think it actually, you you know, brought up a good point in uh-huh. that we actually found more out about our main characters than we have in probably any episode yeah. that we've had so far. Yeah. So it was a big, uh, it was a good episode. Um, yeah. Any other final thoughts? No, just Cable needs her own show. That's All, right. It. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, we weren't with Olivia tonight, yeah. but uh, tell uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social yeah, media. Yeah, hey, guys. Again. You guys can find me. Hey, hey, as if I went somewhere and I came back. <laughs> uh, you can find me at NadineDP3. Thank you so much for watching us. And I am Kevin Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at TheKevinEllis or on Instagram at KevinEllis25. We will see you again next week, guys. Ooh. Olivia will hopefully be back, but she Nadine and I you. will be here. Love yeah. you guys. We'll see you. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 